Hey, beautiful souls, are you a student on the cusp of your counseling journey or maybe even a seasoned professional working for somebody else but dreaming of launching your very own private practice? If so, I would love for you to join my incredible coaching membership today. It's tailor-made for therapists just like you, offering step-by-step support 24-7 because you know what, we're in this together. Plus, I've even got courses and CPD trainings included to help fuel your growth. I know, I love it so much and I hope you do too. Discover the path to your dream private practice your way dive into the supportive community and get some quick guidance, accountability and real connections. It's your business and I've got your back. So join me now and make your dreams a reality. Head over to my website today. The link is in the show notes and the membership is called Private Practice 101. I'll see you there. Bye. Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course, increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I am so, so pleased you're here. Buddy is not with us this morning. He is having a sleep in, which is wonderful. It means that I can get through an episode uninterrupted (laughs) and you won't have to listen to the squeaking toys or the jumping around in the background, which is lovely. So I want to share with you something that I'm doing um, at the moment because I really have experienced big shifts from this and I want to share it with you because I wholeheartedly believe that this is going to be so, 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 so helpful for those of you who want to do things like increase your financial abundance in 2024 um, by doing things like perhaps seeing more clients or expanding your team or expanding your offerings, you know, to your clients, whether that be one-to-one services or you're scaling and you're now doing one-to-many services, or you're even um, now looking at adding digital products into um, your service suite. This is what I really want to focus on today. So look, I've been on such a huge journey with my money over the last month. And so what I'm going to share with you today is a distillation of um, a process that has actually inspired me and I cannot stop thinking about it. It's a 30-day challenge that I'm doing for myself and it is so, 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 so interesting. So let me share it with you. Now, um, I'll just give you the background first because I want you to be able to do this challenge for yourself um, and see how you go in terms of manifesting. Um, you know, this is really focused on money because it's all about money mindset. So we are going to focus on, you know, financial abundance. And I'm not going to apologize for that because I really feel like whether you're in private practice or maybe you have a coaching business or a different type of health and wellness business, uh, the reality is it needs to be turning over money in order to continue to help people and in order for you to be able to do things like keep the lights on, pay the rent and pay yourself. So there are a couple of things, a couple of terms, I guess, that we need to unpack first. The first one is, um, you know, we need to have a goal. Now, I know this sounds really boring and I thought when I was hearing about this as well, I was like, oh my gosh, and I was yawning, well, in my mind, metaphorically, I was thinking, oh, yawn, you know, if somebody else tells me about a smart goal, you know, oh my gosh, but no, this is not about smart goals or anything like that. In fact, um, data shows that um, there was a study that was done in Canada that revealed that, you know, of a thousand it was men, not women, but a thousand men were interviewed and um, they said that, you know, 5% of these men by the time that they were 65 were financially independent. Only 5%. Um, and of that 5%, 1% was, in air quotes, rich. 
the other 4% were financially independent. And then the remaining um, men were um, dependent on other people and other systems to survive financially. So they were relying on things like aged care pensions and welfare or, you know, retirement funds and stuff like that. So um, I thought that was a really interesting statistic. There was another study that was done in America um, and this study is repeated often, but it started in the 1950s, I think it was, and it's just kind of been repeated sporadically throughout time ever since. But they interview 100 men all at the age of 25 and all of those men are, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and very excited for uh, their future and things like that. And then they re-interview them at 65 to find out what's happened. And again, the, the data that came out on this a few years ago was that um, it, it mirrored what, what the Canadians found in that um, of those five men, one uh, of those five men, of those hundred men, um, there was considered like a group of five they were like the top five where one of those men was um, rich or wealthy and the other four men were financially independent. Um, the other 95 men were all relying on welfare or um, some kind of thing to supplement their lifestyle, to supplement their living. So they weren't financially independent or rich slash wealthy. And I thought that this was really interesting. And yes, I've been done on women too. Um, but the ones I'm talking about today are important because um, they kind of followed the original um, experiment and how that was all um, mapped out. So it was really, really important and really, really significant. And because when I studied psychology, um, you're studied in the scientific model, which is all about testing, right? So ever since I can remember, well, maybe not so much in my bachelor's, but when I certainly did my honours year or my grad dip year, and then I did my master's and then the PhD, it was all about testing. So always, every single week, every single semester, every single month, we were given new assignments where we had to test ideas. We were given and a um, hypothesis and we had to um, you know run experiments to prove or disprove that hypothesis so we did that in psychology I also did it in my other major which was sociology and I did it in my third major which was statistics so it didn't matter what area I was studying it was what was drummed into me was test 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 ask questions ask questions ask questions and even now I think that that is so 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 important and that's why I guess because I've got that background in, you know, testing and asking the questions and seeing what the variable is and the independent variable and what the outcome is, what the discussion is and what the results are and what the recommendations are. This all was very, very interesting to me. And one of the things that the researchers consistently found time and time again was that there was this idea amongst people who had become like the 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 five percent people, let's say, um, those five out of every hundred um, had become financially independent, or that one person had become rich or wealthy uh, because they had had a focus, they had had a goal, they got an idea in their mind about something that they wanted and not that they were obsessed with it but they they had a focus and so when they went to work and when they handled their money and when they were um you know doing all the things it was always with this focus in mind whereas it was suggested that the other 95 didn't have either the focus or the commitment to the focus meaning they would sometimes say well I want to be this type of person like I want to have this career or I want to you know I want to be an engineer or I want to be a lawyer or I want to be a doctor and so maybe they would have that goal for a little bit and then it, they would change it and then maybe they would change it again and then maybe they would change it again so there's a lot of it's called task switching but they would have a, a lot of changes and that ended up disrupting their ability to focus on a single goal and achieve it. Um, of course, there are other people who do, um, you know, there are exceptions to the rule. Of course, now we know that there are people who can swap and change and swap and change and be successful. That's fine. But I'm just talking about the majority here. Um, I'm speaking to the, I'm speaking about the majority of the findings. Um, 
So that was the first thing, having a really clear goal in mind. And when it comes to finances and running private practice, or if you're not in private practice, your business, whether it's your coaching business or your health and wellness business, now might be a good time, especially as we're moving into a new year to really reflect and ask yourself, um, did I have a financial goal this year? And what actions did I take consistently to achieve it. Now, it's not enough to say, oh, well, I kept marketing and, and, you know, I didn't get any clients. No, we need to think about what is the goal? How clear was the goal? And also, we're going to talk about a few other things in in a moment. Um, What were you doing, not only in your physical um, space to achieve that goal? So not only what, not, not, (laughs) what do I want to say? We're not only focusing on your actions, I want to also focus on the energy and the mindset that you bring to it because you and I both know about things like self-fulfilling prophecies um, that will get you every single time. Even if you're taking all the actions, if, you're, if your mind is like, this is never going to work, this is never going to work, your reality, your experienced outcome will be that it didn't work. So um, you have to understand we need to look at this year the year you're in now, be honest with yourself. Where was your mindset and where were your actions? If you have trouble identifying, you know, what you were thinking about, because there's this idea that, you know, whatever you think about, you become, whatever you focus on, it grows, whatever you focus on expands, right? We know this. Um, And if you're not sure what you've spent this year thinking about or what you've spent this year focusing on, it would stand to reason then that if you looked at what you have right now in your bank account, that's going to give you some indication of where your head was, okay? Were you focusing on not having enough? Were you focusing on, I can't pay the bills? Were you focusing on, I don't have enough clients? Or were you focusing on things like, I'm so thankful that I had one client this week. That's amazing. And um, I'm so thankful that this money came in this week. You know, they're two completely different approaches, but you have to use them consistently. So whatever you see in your bank account now, or even if you open up your net bank saver, or if you're with the Commonwealth Bank or your Westpac or whatever bank you're with, and you look at your statements over the last 12 months, they're going to tell you exactly where your mind was (laughs) this year. If your mind was focused and if your mind was in a space of allowing and if your mind was in a space of, um, you know, receiving and if your mind was in a space of trust and surrender and if your mind was in a space of accepting and holding gratitude for the things that were coming through to you, your bank statements would look different to what they look like now. Also, think about the actions that you were or that you weren't taking. So were you saying, well, I really want more clients or I really want more money, um, but I'm not going to raise my fees because that's mean in our current economic climate. Like, think about it. I really want you to allow yourself to ask yourself the hard questions. Nobody's going to know, right? No one's going to know. But I want you to take out a pen and paper and I want you to really ask yourself, what was what was going through my head this year? Where did I sabotage myself? Because it's highly possible that for some of you, there was self-sabotage going on. The other thing to think about too is locus of control. So the people that were, you know, in the group of five, they had an internal locus of control. The other people didn't. The other people were like, well, like, for example, when a thousand of the men in Canada were asked, why are you working? They said, well, because it's just what you do. Like everybody's got to work. You've got to work to support your family, just working, right? Um, I've just forgotten what I was going to say. I'll come back to it because I will remember. Um, but you've got to you've got to have that internal locus of control, that self-directed thought, that self-directed action, that self-directed belief. You've got to be at cause. I create my future. I'm creating this goal. 
And here's the other thing, um, the people that were just kind of conforming and they were just like, well, I'm just working because it's just what you do. Um, I'm just having my practice and I'm just marketing on social media because that's what you do. That's what everybody says to do. So I'm just kind of doing that. They tend to have an external locus of control, i.e. And the reason I'm not get, getting the clients is because of the current economic crisis. The reason I'm not getting the clients is because nobody wants to work with a rural councillor at the moment. Or the reason I'm not getting the clients is because of what's happening with COVID or, and stuff like that. So it's all external locus of control. The people who had the internal locus of control and said, hey, yes, these things are happening in the world, but I can still show up and I can still hit my goal. And they were asking better questions, right? They were asking questions. They weren't just giving in, giving up, waving a white flag and just saying, okay, then I'll just be led, you know, I'll let my future of my business be led and dictated to by what's happening in the world around me. The group of five were, were talking about, well, okay, these things are happening and they asked better questions. Like, given that all these things are happening, how can I still achieve my goal? What would happen if I did this? How many ways could I still make this happen um, using the resources that are available to me? What could I do? You know, and I think that's a really big one, especially for us in private practice, especially for emerging therapists starting their business. That I think a lot of the time they think, oh, I can't afford coaching, that therefore I will never make money un until I can afford coaching. And it's a chicken or the egg, or they'll say, I can't afford to pay for the pro version of Zoom. So all my meetings are just going to be 40 minutes long, and, and you know, I just have to suck it up. So, no, asking yourself, better questions will help get you to achieving your financial goal. The other thing that was really interesting was a definition of success. So I don't believe that there's any one single definition because I believe we all define success differently based on our own morals, based on our own values, based on our own goals. For me, success is about time. Like I really, 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 really want more time. I I want more time to myself. I want more time for my family. I want time freedom. I'm not interested in being a millionaire, but I do want time freedom. So the more time I get, i.e. the less appointments in my diary and the less commitments in my diary, the more successful I feel I am because I'm achieving that goal. Um, and it's different for everyone. For you, it might be around money. Um, we are talking about money mindset at the moment. So let's keep it focused on that. But an interesting definition of success is that, well, success is actually um, a progression towards a goal. It's you making progress towards a goal. So it doesn't have to be something huge. It doesn't have to be something big. You might decide that, you know, our success for me is when I've got a team of three or four subcontractors for my business all doing my EAP work for me. Um, well, you're not successful when that's happened. The definition of success that this is, is it's when you're making progress towards achieving that goal, you're already successful. So ask yourself, okay, that's my goal. What am I doing now to make progress toward that goal? And if you are doing something, then you're already successful. Okay, you're already successful because you're already doing more than the 95%. So you're in that group of people who are taking action and making progress toward a goal. And it doesn't matter how, how slow the progress, how little the progress, any progress towards the goal counts as you being successful. Okay. I thought that was really, really interesting. But the other thing that creates success well, not that creates success. Well, yes, it creates success, but it's going to create the, the money is being in service, being in service. So this was a term that I really struggled with for the longest time. Um, I'm still trying to get my head around it. I just don't like the idea of um, serving. Like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a waiter. <laughs> it feels very hospitality driven to me. Um, I don't feel like this word really fits with private practice or the health and wellness space, but I appreciate what it's trying to convey. And that is how are you showing up and how are you helping? 
And what I think this means is that when we have, um, you know, there's all these universal laws, right? And well, even a natural law is that for everything, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? So the financial success you're going to get is dependent on the amount of service you provide to your community. Um, We say audience, we say community, you might think of them as not yet paying clients. (laughs) They're clients who, they're potentially your clients, they're out there, they're not yet paying for your service. But think about, you know, there is a direct relationship between how you serve them and the quality of the service and the money that you get. Now, think about it because this is very, 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 very important. This means that your marketing, not only your marketing, but definitely your marketing needs to be serving your not yet paying clients. So I want you to, you've got your piece of paper and you're writing things down, which is amazing. I love that you do that. Um, I want you also to make a note to look back over your last 20 social media posts on your Facebook business page or on your Instagram profile. And I want you to ask yourself, is this something that is good enough that somebody would pay to, to get this? That's what we mean by the quality of service. The quality of service is going to be directly related to your finances. There's an idea that, you know, um, things we get for free, we don't value and things we pay for, we value. And um, in some of the research I've been doing around money mindset, and I can't remember where I heard this, but when I do, I will add it into the show notes. There's this idea that, um, you know, that's all backwards. The things that we have for free are actually the most valuable. Like we have um, free will, we have um, the ability to think, we can make choices, we have a soul, um, you know, we're connected to source or the divine or spirit or our inner self, whatever you like to call it. All those things are priceless, but they didn't cost us anything, but we just don't use them. We'll much rather go and spend money on some kind of external thing over here and, and kind of focus on that. But when it comes to you being financially rich or financially wealthy or able to pay yourself even, um, your money, what you're seeing in your money is a direct reflection of how you've been serving your clients so far. So if the money is low, then it looks like perhaps you haven't yet been serving your clients or you're not yet paying clients. And the reason for that is because in our 3D world over over here, um, service is directly related to money. The the better you help people, your your current clients, and you're not yet paying clients, that's my new word for audience, you're not yet paying clients, you will have more money. Um, And the inverse happens as well. If you've been showing up in your marketing, for example, on your social media or your emails or even your website, and it's just very general stuff because you're playing it safe because you're worried about getting judged or you've got your own fears and stuff like that. So you're hiding and you're playing small or you're playing too general and you're you're trying to appease everybody and, and not have an opinion and not stand for anything. Then what's happening is your content isn't helping anyone, which means you're not getting anything clients you are not getting any inquiries is this making sense the better quality of your service so the better quality of your content the better quality of your social media post the better quality of your blog the better the quality of your email um, whatever it is the more money that you will make for example if I was doing these podcasts right And I wasn't providing help and I wasn't providing insights. I wasn't providing resources or tips or education or knowledge or things like that. I wouldn't be getting inquiries from them. But I do. I get inquiries most weeks from this podcast. People asking, are you taking anybody on? You know, a lot of the time, probably eight times out of ten, I redirect people into one of my memberships rather than a coaching program. Um, 
because, well, my values around around my time, but also I want to just make sure they're getting the right service. I'm not going to put somebody in a coaching program if I've got something that's more affordable for them that they can go and devour in a few months that will help them. So always thinking about how helpful is this. So when you're thinking about the quality of your service, for me, it really comes down to how helpful is it? And what's beneath that is, is this actually going to help someone today? Will this help someone today? How many ways can this particular post or email or blog help someone today? Um, What problem or what challenge or what issue is this post or email or blog going to solve for someone today, right? So when I was thinking about this podcast episode, I was so excited to share it because I am learning so much that I want to, of course, as I said at the beginning, distill it. Um, I want to put it all through the big sieve. Is it sieve or yeah, it's a sieve, not a sift. Sifting is what you do with it. (laughs) I want to sift out all the good bits and just give you the good bits so you don't have to spend the money on the coaching like I am um, or the learning or the courses like I am. I'm giving you the best bits and I'm giving them to you because they're going to help you. I know this because they're helping me. I'm already having aha moments uh, from this. So I'm giving this to you. I'm not charging you for this podcast. I'm giving it to you and you may be listening as a paying client you may be listening as a past paying client you may be listening as a not yet paying client but the idea is that I'm being in service I'm sharing high quality content it's content that's absolutely capable of getting you more money into your practice or your health and wellness business next year, no doubt about it. So I know that for some of you, you'll be able to DIY this information and and run with it and it's going to result in big changes and that's really exciting. But I know that there might be a couple of others of you who will then contact me after listening to this and say, tell me more. I'm interested. Have you got something that goes into this in more detail? Um, how how can I apply this in, in my business, given my circumstances and my situations? And that's what the difference is. You have to show up and serve. You have to show up and help by being helpful. And I'll tell you, that is not by doing a box breathing post on your Instagram. It's not by holding back and it's not by speaking to everyone you know because you think that if you cast a wider net you're going to get more fish it doesn't work like that even fishermen know certain fish are in certain spots of the ocean okay so anyway have a look at your money your money is a direct reflection of how impactful you have been for your audience this year if the money's low don't get upset about it just say okay well that's telling me I need to be more helpful I need to be more helpful and what would that look like and if you're stuck if you don't know what that looks like I think don't feel pressured to sit there and invent or come up with new things. You don't need to go make a new workbook or planner or journal. You don't need to come up with a new service. No, I say detach from all of that. Like just put that aside. Forget about that for a moment. Reconnect. You're, there's something happening. There's a there's a um, kink in the hose. There's a disconnect between what you think your audience needs and what your audience are actually needing and that's what needs to be resolved and the only way to do that is not by you randomly coming up with more things and throwing them at your audience and seeing if they're going to buy them because you think they're going to work no it's about you taking your foot off the pedal for a minute taking a time to get quiet and reconnect with your audience find out where they are start listening if you have as I know many of you do an online community maybe it's on Facebook for example um, in your online community there's a tab there called questions and you can click that tab as the group admin and it will bring up every single question that has been asked in your group now all you need to do is get a piece of paper and a pen and make yourself 
a table and all you're going to do is you will see, you know, the first type of problem is problem X. And then underneath problem X, you're just going to start a little tally. And you're just going to count one, two, three, four, put a line through it for five. One, two, three, four, put a line through it for five. And you're going to have um, in the columns, you'll have problem X, Y, Z, A, B, C, right? And then all you're going to do is just read all of those questions that have come up in the um, Facebook search that you did and you're just going to put a little mark make your little tally underneath each of those and you will start to see a pattern emerge this is what your community is talking about this is what your community is asking for help with and if you're not doing anything about those things they're certainly not going to want to buy the random thing because they don't need the random thing they need the thing that they're asking for help on that's why I'm saying detach from your thoughts about what you think would be good or what you think they need. Listen to what they're asking for. Get out of your own way and say, oh, they want essential forms for private practice. Well, that's pretty boring, but if that's what they want, I'll give it to them. It was by doing, it was by me doing that. It was by me, it's called listening. It's just called social listening if you're doing it online. Um, it was by me doing that that I realized that okay, the things that I've got over here are still great products, but my audience isn't there yet. My audience are, are, you know, behind a few steps and they need to catch up to get to the point where I'm at. So I can see they're all here struggling, looking for forms, asking each other for forms. Okay, fine, stuff it. I'm just going to make a bundle of forms. And that's what I did. And that form bundle has sold has sold nearly a thousand copies now. All right. I and it's never something that would have occurred to me to make until I reconnected with what my not yet paying audience were were struggling with. So that's what I mean. The, the money comes when you get into better service with your clients and with your non-paying clients. If you have clients in your private practice, maybe they're therapy clients, maybe they're fitness clients, maybe they're yoga clients, you know, you can increase the lifetime value of that relationship by having um, better service. And so better service is having your aftercare program in place, right? Little things like that make big differences to your bottom line. The more you get in there and help in a way that they're asking for it and indicating that they want it and need it, the more the money will come to you. So ask yourself, you know, what am I not seeing here? What what am I missing here? And that will be really, really eye-opening. But if you do have an online community, um, do go and have an experiment with that questions tab and see how you go. If you don't have an online community, you might want to think of starting one. Now, some people might say, oh, I don't know because I work in mental health and da-da-da-da-da. There are people that have online groups for working mums with anxiety, for um, working dads with anxiety, for, you know, brothers and sisters, friends and loved ones of people that have anxiety. There's nothing stopping you from having an online community, right? You might need to make sure that you've got the right systems in place around um, getting informed consent before they join and stuff like that, as you normally would for an in-person group therapy or an in-person class or an in-person workshop with your ideal client being online is no different you just want to make sure that you've got the right systems in place um but having something like that is certainly going to help you become more aware of what they're needing help with if you don't have that have a look at your email open rates for those of you who are sending emails not appointment reminder emails but i mean you've got a crm you've got a um, client relationship management platform i use flowdesk other people um use convertkit mailchimp mailerlite or all the things um look in there and look at which emails of yours have had the highest open rate and revisit those go back to those because they will give you some new insights some new awareness some new understanding if you're not using email or online communities maybe you're on instagram 
go back through some of your Instagram posts and try and find the top three performing ones. Okay, have a look at, you know, the ones that got the most reach or the ones that got the most comments or the ones that got the most saves, the ones that got the most shares. That is an indication of what your audience is wanting more of. And let that be your starting point. If you have that one post that seems to have outperformed all the others, sit with it and ask yourself, what was it about this post that really resonated with people? Read the comments, find out what they were talking about and look how you showed up. Were you just saying thank you, thank you, thank you? Or were you starting conversations? Were you diving a little bit deeper? There's still time for you to go back and revisit that post or you can recycle that post, do it again. Um, change up the color of the background or change up the font and repost it and see what happens and use this as an opportunity to find out more about your your audience and what they're interested in, what they're needing some help with. So yeah, your finances are going to be directly related to the level and the quality of the service that you provide to your paying clients and your not yet paying clients. <laughs> okay. Um, what else did I want to share with you? Yeah, I just, that, that was it really. It's around, you know, you're already successful if you have that goal and you're working toward it. Okay. You don't have to have achieved it in order to be successful is what I'm saying. The success is because you've set it and you're making progress. The second thing is understanding that you need to be helping people free. You need to be helping people paid. It's got to be help across the board for everyone. The level of your inquiries, the level of your um, bookings, the level of your appointments, the level of your revenue is going to be determined by the quality of your service. Not meaning your counseling service, but your ability to show up and help people um, in your world. That's it. So when you're thinking about your marketing, for example, and you're thinking about how do I make a marketing plan for the next 30 days, I want you to take the pressure off yourself. You don't have to post something every day for 30 days. Um, What if you could just post once a week but that post was so helpful to your clients that they started sharing it and you're not yet paying clients, that they started sharing it or they started following you or they started listening to your podcast or they started opening your emails or they started revisiting your website and all those kinds of things. What would that then mean for your business, right? What would that then do for your reputation? It's going to soar. They're both going to soar. Um, and that's what I really, 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 really want for you. Okay. Um, Yeah. And the other thing too was, um, I'm going to embarrass myself here. I want to say this was Isaac Newton, but I don't think it was him. It may have been Einstein. I don't know. But the the theory that said that everything has an, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Um, Really think about that when you're thinking about your service and when you're thinking about the money, you're thinking about the bottom line. Um, If you're not helping, then that's reflected in the money, right? Um, There was something else I was going to share with you. Oh, I want to tell you what I'm doing for my 30-day challenge. So this is just what I'm doing and I'm sharing it with you because, of course, I want to be transparent, let you know what I'm doing. But also there might be somebody listening that wants to have a go at doing a challenge for themselves as well. So it's pretty simple. All I'm doing is, well, I kind of, today's day one, all right, (laughs) but I had to think about this for a few days because I had to let it um, marinate, I guess, for for a while and I had to let all the vibes sort of settle down and everything. But um, I gave it a lot of thought and what I'm going to do for my money flow for the next 30 days is I've set myself a weekly goal of what I want the business to be receiving So I've set a weekly revenue goal, number one. Number two, um, it's 30 days. So for me, that finishes on the 10th of January, 2024. What I'm going to do is I've 
you're meant to write this down on a piece of paper somewhere. I'm going to do it in Canva. I'm going to write that goal for the weekly revenue and the date that it's meant to be happening. I'm going to put it in Canva in a nice little poster. And then beneath that, I am tuning into these ideas of, you know, ask and it's given a very Sermon on the Mount stuff, right? Ask and it's given, um, knock and the door will open, ask and you will receive. Do you know what I mean? Seek and you shall find. I'm going to write down a couple of those because I really believe in them and they help me feel expanded and they help me feel like the pressure is not just on me and that I can lean into my faith here. Um, my faith that I'm always supported. I'm always on path. I'm always provided for. I'm always being taken care of. Um, so I want to connect in with those things as well. My job is not to worry about how I'm going to make this money every week or how I'm going to receive this money every week. My job is to ask. So every single day, I've got that daily focus planner that I shared with you a while ago. If you want a copy of it, it's over in my Etsy store called Hey Therapist. Um, it's the daily focus planner. I'm going to expand that to include a page a day that has some of these questions on um, as prompts. So for example, asking you receive, I'm going to use a prompt along the lines of, um, please show me what I need to do today to be in the highest service to my clients, right? And myself, right? So that will be one question. And that will just be a little, a little journal prompt that I can fill out in the morning that's going to bring me click, click, click into alignment, um, it's a way of me getting out of my head. It's a way of me avoiding this idea of doing a big to-do list. Um, with the daily focus planner, you do dump down a to-do list of the things that you want to get done. And then you prioritize it in those, um, in that matrix thing that I've given you. So yes, you still do that. But what I'm saying is it, it's just going to make your life so much easier and mine so much easier because I will be in alignment. And this is a way I was telling a girlfriend over the weekend, I really want to be more consistent with my faith-based practices. I really want to be more consistent with my spiritual-based um, practices. And so by having a daily reflection of, you know, um, please show me what I need to do today that would help me be of highest service to myself, my clients and all others, um, and just letting myself do stream of consciousness writing, that's going to come through. And from that, I'm going to have a prompt that's like, okay, what's my right next move here? What's my um, next action step here? And I'm going to then bring that into the matrix um, <laughs> into the matrix, not that matrix, but into the matrix in the planner. Um, and that will be the very first task that I do, or it will be the highest priority task that I do. And I will not turn off the computer that day until I've done it. And you know what? I don't know what's going to come through. It might be small things. It might be big things. I, I don't know, but I believe that if I am, providing a better quality of service to my clients and to my not yet paying clients um, that I will be more likely to hit this goal. So every single day I'm going to for 30 days, I'm going to look at my little Canva poster that's got my weekly revenue goal. Just, that's just how I'm doing it. You can have whatever goal you want, but just make sure it's specific. Put a time on it. So for me, it's 10th of January. I'm going to remind myself to connect in with asking and it's given. Now, this was one of the other things that I learned during my money mindset training that I've just remembered as well, is you have to look at that um, poster. I've also made it a wallpaper for my phone. You have to look at it multiple times during the day and you have to imagine that it's already, I'm going to sneeze, hang on, <sighs> sorry about that. You have to imagine that it's already happening or it's already happened. You have to see yourself as that person that's already got that goal and really connecting with it and really connecting with the vibe of it and really connecting with the feeling of it and all that kind of really juicy stuff because that conveys to your subconscious mind that it's real. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not real. So if you start flooding your mind with, um, 
thinking as if you've already got it and acting from the place of already having it and imagining what you know how things are different in your life now that you've achieved this financial goal um your subconscious mind will take that to be true and it's going to start to look for things in your external reality to bring you to back that up and support you the other thing too is um and this was what i was just about to mention before i had the sneezing fit um when you appreciate that what you think about you become that what you focus on you experience it sorry I just hit the microphone you experience and you see more of then you know that simply by writing down this goal and simply by looking at it every day that simply by taking action towards this goal every single day you're already successful you're already increasing your level of service you know then that the money cannot not come right if you're if what you're focusing on comes into your reality if what you think about grows if whatever you think about you see and all of that sort of stuff is true and you believe that to be true and now you start thinking as if you're the person that's got that money coming into your practice every single week it can't not turn up for you But you have to be not only thinking about it, you have to be taking action on it, right? And as I said, the universe will give you that money and it might not come the way that you expect it to, but you have to do your part. And that's why I'm saying I will go away today and I will update that daily focus planner for us to include this section on, you know, ask and it's given like you know please show me what I need to do today to help me be in better service for my clients um, and show me my right next step and then go away and implement that and then maybe even reflect on it if you wanted to but if you're doing those things every single day for 30 days your business is going to improve your business is going to improve. Now, whether or not you get that weekly income, in in my case, it's a weekly income that I want. I don't know if I'm going to get that in four weeks or not. I don't know. I know and I trust and I believe that it will come to me in divine timing, like when the time's right, when the universe says, yes, she's at a point where she can handle that money now. Yes, she's at a point where she can cope with this extra responsibility of the money right now. Yes, she's stopped spending her money on random stuff right now. (laughs) And, you know, she's being more responsible with the money so yes okay we'll give her some more like I know when the time's right that money's gonna flow to me but I also know I've got to show the universe I'm here I'm ready and I'm I'm doing my part okay so this is what I wanted to share with you today um just some action steps because I know I started doing action steps a while ago and I get emails sometimes from people who you know want to update me on their action steps which is really cool and I love it so I will give them to you here I've got five so the first one is to look honestly at how you are you know serving or helping your audience or you're not yet paying clients be really honest if you have a look back over your emails and your blogs and your social media posts even if you're running groups are you showing up in those groups um and when you do show up is it is it solving a problem is it being helpful do do they see you as a valuable resource or are you just another body in the group like be honest with yourself and that honesty is going to expand you it's going to expand you if it's not bad if you realize that you haven't been um you know in high service to your clients or providing a valuable service or a service they see as valuable, I should say, that's okay because that gives you the starting point. You know now what you need to do. So that's a good thing. Don't be down on yourself, okay? That's a good thing. It's created an opportunity for you. It's given you a mini breakthrough and now you can go and make next year even better. Number two, set a goal and make daily progress toward it. 
that daily progress could be thinking about it. The daily progress could be planning. The daily progress could be embodying the, the vibration. doesn't matter. But make daily progress every single day. Look at that goal. Look, look at your phone wallpaper. Look at the poster that you've made on Canva and stuck on your wall. Um, stick it on the fridge. Um, you know, my coach said to me, stick it on like an index card and keep it in my pocket. But I, I tend to wear T-shirts and skirts. So I don't really have pockets, but that's why I thought my phone wallpaper was a good substitute, but really connect in with it every single day. Think about it when you wake up in the morning and feel excited because you know you're already successful because you're working toward it. And because you're already thinking about it and working toward it, of course, this is going to manifest for you, right? Number three, express gratitude for the things that you do have. So when you're saying to yourself, I want this revenue every month or every week or every quarter, but your mind is focused on what's not working out, what's not showing. I only have one client this week. I only made $150 this week, Um, you know, and you're focusing on all external things. You're going to sabotage yourself and it won't work. All right. It won't work. You have to focus on asking better questions okay, with the limited resources I have, how do I make this happen? Using what I've got right now, how do I make this happen? That's what I mean. Ask better questions and focus on acknowledging the things that you've got. When you do that, you're going to attract more things to be thankful for in the business and with your money. Likewise, if your mindset tends to go down the path of scarcity and I've only got one client and I've only got this much money and blah, 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 and I can't afford this and COVID that and the economics that and da, 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 you you will sabotage yourself again and you're not going to create success with this 30-day challenge. Okay, so you have to be disciplined. When you do this 30-day challenge, um, it requires discipline in that if you notice that your pattern is to go, oh no, somebody just cancelled and I can't charge them because it's Christmas and it's not fair and da-da-da-da-da. If you notice that your mind goes to that place, quickly swap it out with what you're focusing on. You have to get good at that. You have to be disciplined enough to bring your awareness and your attention back to what you're focusing on. A simple way to do that is to say to yourself, if you say you had that situation actually where you had a cancellation, you didn't want to charge them because it's Christmas and you think it's mean, ask yourself, okay, this has happened. What is the gift here? What is the gift of this? Because remember that a solution to a problem exists simultaneously as the problem exists. Um, the, the opposites are always available to you simultaneously. So if you're thinking this is a bad thing, then it means it's also a good thing. So ask yourself, how is this also a gift for me right now? Is it giving me the gift of time? Is it giving me the gift of space? Does it, is it giving me the gift to go out and, um, start focusing on community building and, you know, thinking about how I want to be more in service. Is it giving me the gift of an opportunity now to just take that hour or that 45 minutes, that 50 minutes and go into some online communities, sit back and just scroll and just look and start making a little tally for myself of the the things that people are talking about and wanting help with. Okay, so it's a mindset switch, but look, start taking those things that you would normally feel fear around, scarcity around, and start asking yourself, what is the gift? You might say to me, well, there's no gift of not having any money, Brooklyn, like I've still got to pay my bills, and where's the gift of not having any money? It's that kind of thinking that's going to keep you where you are, whereas your colleagues who are going to try this new approach will start making more success and start seeing more money come into their practice. It's your choice. You can either do this or not. It's totally up to you. Um, but you have to be ready and you have to allow your mind, your conscious mind and your subconscious mind to partake in this. You have to say, look, lovely mind who I love so much. Thank you for all that you do for me. But over the next 30 days, We're going to be making some changes here and I might notice in that 30 days some limiting beliefs that pop up 
or some challenging behaviors that pop up or, you know, things like that. And I want your buy-in. Are you both ready to release the things that aren't working and create space now for new things to come in to test and try that can work? Yes or no? So getting permission from your conscious and your subconscious mind to release what's no longer working is really, 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 really important because you might have a secondary gain for holding on to a limiting belief. For example, a lady that I was working with recently, she was like, oh, I can't get any clients because the economy and cost of living and da, 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 da. And when we did the coaching, she realized that she could call in clients and she started getting clients who were paying her full fee. She she came back to me and she said, well, this isn't what I want because, you know, now it's taking time away from, from my family and it's school holidays. So I really think about, is there an underlying benefit to you being stuck in this trap, in, in this mindset, in, in this self-sabotaging behavior? What's the payoff for that? For those of you who can see that and who are wanting to go a little bit deeper, I would be asking myself, what is this getting me off the hook for? Right? My old coach, Ben Harvey, would always say, you know, what's this getting you off the hook from? So think about that. Um, another one... So I just said number three, which was express gratitude. Number four, really think about what you want and why you want it, why this is important to you to have this level of revenue coming into the business every single week. Um, And I would say don't do enough just to cover your expenses. Do extra, like really focus on extra because you want to be able to enjoy the money. For me, it's about having peace of mind, like I want choice in my life. I want time, of course, but I also want peace of mind. I want to know, like, I'm caring for family members now. I'm financially supporting family members. I'm it. There's nobody else. There's no There's no partner. There's no husband. There's no big bankroll behind me. There's no nothing. It's me supporting family members now. It's all on me. Um, but I have to really think about... Um, How much money do I need to make to cover expenses? But I want peace of mind. I want to know if somebody does have to go to hospital or if somebody does need surgery or extra medication, that the money's there and and there's more of it. There's money there and there's more coming. That's what I that's what peace of mind means to me. It means, yes, let's go and book that in right now and we'll get you to the best hospital and we'll get you the best doctor and we'll get you the best care. And no, you're not going to come home the same day as your surgery. You're going to stay there in the hospital for as long as you need to, getting all the right care that you need and all the all the help. And, all, and we're going to be able to, you know, do all of these things. And I can do it with peace of mind because I know that there's more than enough money there to allow for that. So that's what I'm saying. Cover your expenses, yes, but go bigger. Go bigger. Um, go big to a point that feels realistic and achievable for you. Okay. And really start scripting it. Scripting it just means um, like for me, I would like to imagine it if I can, but I struggle with that. So I have to write everything. Scripting is when you write it, you would you would say something like it is now January the 10th and I've achieved this goal and oh my gosh, how things have changed. This is what my day looks like now. This is what my life looks like now. This is how I feel now. Um, this is my mindset now. This is what I'm enjoying now. This is what I'm looking forward to now. Um, do you know what I mean? So doing that is something that you do most days on this 30-day challenge because we want to script it into your subconscious mind We know that the subconscious mind determines your reality and it learns new information through storytelling, pictures, music, you know, sight, taste, sound, smell, touch, all of that kind of stuff. So by you scripting, you empower yourself to manifest this desired outcome financially a lot more quickly than people who don't. And so if you want the money more quickly, do this as part of your overall process. And then number five is start acting from the space of already having it. So start making decisions where you can and where it's safe um, 
don't put yourself in any dangerous situations or hot water or anything like that. But where it's safe, start acting from the mindset of somebody who's already got that weekly turnover or that monthly turnover. Start making decisions from that place. The other thing that um, can really help is thinking, how does that version of me that's already achieved that goal how does she market her practice? How does she call in clients? How does she serve? Like what's her secret sauce? What's her magical touch? What What's her special thing that she does? Is she posts on social media every single day? Probably not. Is she killing herself to do it? Probably not. She apparently loves serving her clients. Amazing. Okay. What's she doing that she loves so much? And take that action and start implementing it today. That's what I mean by start acting from the place of already having it. So think about, you know, that version of you who already exists out there in the unified field, in the quantum field. Think about her or him or they, them, and ask yourself, what what are they doing? Really connect in with that version of you in as much detail as possible and bring action steps back from that space that you can start implementing today and it is going to close the gap for you in terms of the amount of time it will take you to reach that goal so they're the five action steps so yeah just to recap my 30-day challenge I don't want to call it a challenge actually I might call it a plan my 30-day plan is to um manifest this money or set myself up to manifest this money every single week I'm going to do that by um, asking the universe what its role is and what my role is so I'm going to say please show me what I need to do and then maybe my other prompt will be um, you know so I've got please show me what I need to do to be in the highest service to myself my clients my non-paying clients and all others today what's my right next move or what's my what's my right next action or what's my right next step and then I might say and what will you do today and I'll ask the universe what it's going to do today and I will script that out I will just write an answer to that through stream of consciousness writing and just see what comes up and you know what at the end of 30 days I'm going to have this completed journal that I'll be able to share with you And we'll be able to it's like an experiment right we'll be able to go over it together and we'll see what worked what didn't and tweak it and change it and every time we do this 30-day plan um, it's going to bring us quickly 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 to that goal that feels like it's a it's an eon away at the moment does that make sense so anyway that's it (laughs) Um, that's it and it's going to yeah I was just going to say too, it can involve things like, um, for those of you who are interested in this, it can involve like quantum leaps and everything. And if that's something that if you decide that you're going to do this 30 day um, plan and you want to have a quantum leap and you want somebody to guide you through that, let me know. We can do that. Um And it will be my absolute pleasure to guide you through that process so that you can get the clarity that you're needing. But anyway, This is it. And I wanted to share this with you today because I think it's a good time. I know many of you are winding up now. You're getting ready to have a break um, and you're getting ready to reflect and really think about the past year, 2023, and set yourself up for the new year, 2024. And I wanted to give you something different to what all the other coaches were giving you. I wanted to give you something that was deeper than a vision board. I wanted to give you something that was deeper than a 90-day plan. I wanted to give you something that can change you at a vibrational and an energetic level and is something that you can implement as soon as you want. My guidance for those of you who are thinking about doing this 30-day plan would be um, don't rush it. Really allow yourself to think about the financial goal that you have for the business for the next 30 days connect in with why think about all the things that we've spoken about already um the biggest thing then is to focus on 
How can I get better at helping my clients and my not yet paying clients? How can I get better at that? How many ways could I get better at that? What kind of questions do I need to be asking? And also remember, it's not all entirely on you. You get to co-create. So ask source, God, Holy Spirit, universe, ask whatever you connect with, you know, what's my next step? What's my next move? In what way do I need to show up today? What would, if I got to be in the highest service, it was so helpful and so, 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 so useful for my clients. What would I be sharing? And just see what comes up and then implement that. So this is a difficult challenge because it's going to require your attention. It's going to require focus for 30 days. It's not an easy challenge. There is a price to pay with this challenge and it's going to be your perseverance. You have to stick with it. Um, and we know that it takes 30 days to do things like create new habits and stuff like that, but you need to stick with it. And if you do, change is yours. If you don't, nothing's going to change. Um, and that's okay. That's totally your choice. Change happens when you're ready and when you're open. And if you're not there yet, that's okay. We've planted a seed today. Maybe download this episode or bookmark it or screenshot it or make a note of it somewhere so that when you are ready to think about planning for next year and you have to think about your financial planning of course maybe you want to revisit this episode then when you can listen to it and you've got peace and quiet you can hit pause you can take notes I will also as I said I'll go in and I'll upload I'll upload I will update the daily focus planner for you today Um, And I will put the link to that in the show notes as well. So I hope, 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 hope that this was super duper, duper, duper helpful. Thank you so much for listening. And yes, please feel free to connect with me any way that you like. And if it helps you to have some accountability, I'm happy to be an accountability partner for you. Just let me know Um, if we've got a few people that want accountability partners, that's fine too. We can just start a little group chat on Facebook or something and help each other out for the 30 days. You don't have to do it alone. I feel like you've got a better chance of success if you are getting some support with it. Maybe you don't need accountability, but you just want to be able to come and share and declare from time to time. Um, There's a space there for those of you who want that as well. Again, all you have to do is just let me know and I'll help you. All right, have a lovely Monday and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.